0: Hi, it's uh, Manuel Judic here, and welcome to episode number 21. Uh, this is season two of the podcast, The Linear Change Initiative. Today, I want to talk about the idea that human interactions are not reiterative. What I really mean by that is that um, if you look at a project and a program of change, and you have usually consolidated communication efforts, you have a program, program, program communication, engagement plans. Sometimes you rely on a corporate affairs department or centralized comms department. And um, the when you look at um, technology-enabled initiative and types of projects that actually are uh, whose whose base whose infrastructure is underpinned by a technology solution, yeah, the vast majority of the project team uh, has a very specialized set of skill sets. They 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 develop code. Um, they uh, provide training, specialized training on a dashboard, on a system, on a set of skills. They are project managers, they're business analysts, the IT consultants, um, and there are many other different faces and different specializations. But when you start looking at it uh, from a from a user perspective, technology, as well, I mentioned multiple times before, is just an enabler of value. It does; it just underpins um, a set of um, um, technical components that actually make up the the different fas- faces, the different functionalities and different features of a system, of a, a platform, a tool, that will be utilized by audiences that are not technical in nature. These are your business audiences. Now some of them may be technical from their point of view, for example, if, you, if you're if you developing a dashboard that will be utilized by a, a finance um, a finance team or finance audiences. Then they they will have a very detailed understanding of how finance works, but they and obviously the, the, accounting, entry, the country entry, accounting entries, the accounting um, entries, the you know they can distinguish um, cost entries and cost codes, and um, financial and management accounting. So they have a very good understanding of you know finance. This is their area of specialization, and although they can um, understand a little bit about you know how. Technology support, finance—they're not specialists in that. You know, this is the change team responsibility. This is your project team responsibility. Your delivery team—they are the ones that need to have the, the expertise, the knowledge in the background. Now, uh, the reason why I'm mentioning that is because, uh, although um, although there is a clear distinction between a delivery or a project team and your your audiences, your finance audience in this example. Um, the, the value of your project, um, your project is actually uh, determining uh, the responsibility of your project team is usually directed by the content of the, the business case. In some cases, referred to as uh, terms of reference. And basically, your project is delivering value. These are concrete um, product services and solutions that would uh, improve a, a particular part of the business. Uh, for example, look at a collaboration tool, it allow multiple geographers, multiple employees in across different nations to engage, to, to synergize, to share ideas, to communicate, to you know share, um, to, to, to use, utilize a platform to work with each other better in a way that's more effective and more efficient. So the value of a project is always actually, um, uh, although it might be underpinned by a technology, it, always um, sitting on the side of the business and that's the that's the that's a message I'm trying to channel here. Um, one of the biggest challenges project uh, project teams and program of change programs of change phase is that we tend to have a particular bias for um, you know what it is that we're expert at we're expert at coding we're expert at project management we're expert at program management. Uh, but we don't, um, what we're not expert on is being able to communicate in a in a very clear, compelling and meaningful way what the benefits of what we're creating, what the benefits are to, to the audiences that we're receiving those changes. Now particularly today, I want to really zoom into, I've touched on this topic previously, but particularly today, I really want to zoom into the idea that um, hopefully it's insightful and, um, and particularly for those that work in a, in a technology supporting role. The, the idea that is that um, human interactions are not alternative. So, in other words, you can't expect to do a trial, trial and error when you talk about when you engage with your business. Let me kind of back up and explain what I mean. So, uh, as part of a program uh, delivery, as a part of the delivery of a set of milestones, you have your developers actually go about and develop code. They are creators, they're creative, and they're creators of code. And this code will fulfill certain functionality. It will do something for the product, for the business, right? It's a piece of um, functionality that will be clearly visible by someone on the business side, finance in our example. Now, when that code isn't working, the functionality isn't clear, the output isn't clear. If you have a dashboard, um, you know, a cost center, maybe the... The number of the cost centre that was meant to be populated through isn't isn't coming up, isn't isn't being indicated. Something the system hasn't hasn't fed that through uh, effectively, um, successfully. So what did the what did what the developer does in this case? It goes back and tries to find out where things went wrong. So it, basically, it's a trial and errors it's, it's an effort, it's a reiterative effort. You do it and you try it until you make it work. And then eventually when it works, you see, you know, the cost center being fed through and you actually see that in your report, in your finance report. Now, the, one of the biggest challenges to a change project team facing is that this, this similar uh, professional biases, which, are, which I kind of refer to as that, it gets applies to also communication or in every single interaction a technology team has with your business. I've seen knowledge transfer sessions. I've seen training sessions run by run by technology teams. I've seen um, very lengthy documentation, user guides. They were understood by very few people, but the but the, the audiences, the users, they were meant to utilize them. So what you find the 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 real challenge there is that um, the the main. Um, the main assumption by the, the creator, the developer, but your technology expert, your consultant, your solution architect, is that the your audience understands your work. Oftentimes technology work is binary in nature. Technology either f- functions or it doesn't. A feature act- either gives you that specific output or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then you have time to reiterate that, to improve that. When you, um, we've appointed a set of um, technology or solution architects or developers to uh, manage a transition of a product or a service into your business, you're basically giving them responsibility to sell, to promote and explain what that product will do from a business perspective. In my experience, or observation, there's been a lot of. This is a lot of challenge. There's a, there's, there are significant challenges with them, and the challenges really come down to uh, ultimately your business doesn't understand what the technology does for them, and if they don't, they will not utilize it, and if they will not utilize it in a proficient way, you're effectively wasting a. a you're wasting an investment. You're wasting the funds that were invested in, in the initiative. Now. Um, what are the skill sets? What, 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 what is needed to be done differently? One of the key skills that I believe that are fundamental when you translate a technology solution into a tangible, beneficial business outcome is that you develop your, your technology team to communicate clearly. You really help them to really slow down, it really help them understand that the business audiences do not think in a binary way. It's not black and white, it's not right or wrong. There's a lot of phases of that, and people's learning styles might differ, might different from audience to audience. If you're talking to a um, a sales uh, representative, you can be approximate about what the technology can does, to the extent that they might not need all the you know, the features. That, they might not need knowledge and understanding of all the the back office, um, of all the you know the the technical steps that will lead to a specific piece of system, a button to work that way. If you're just talking to a finance audience, they actually might be interested in how, you know, that number actually is broken down. You know, that specific cost. Is it, you know, does it include um, uh, su- sub- subsets of other um, you know, was that number deriving from a a different different sources? how how did you actually go about to produce you know that number where where was it fed through so what i'm what i'm trying to introduce here is the idea that um technology team have to be able to be to to understand and support it and this is a lot of the coaching and the facilitation and workshops that are around with technology team so really trying to match the 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 business um, results the outcomes the products from a business perspective, to match them with the ability of your technology team to articulate the value in a way, way that's clear, that's compelling, that is understandable. Now, um, this is a very difficult exercise because if you think about it, if you had the chance to speak to someone that had a background that's very different from yours, maybe someone from a different country, maybe you went to a school or a university, your professional qualification. You get someone that maybe was from a different country or religion, uh, or religious belief, or um, uh, uh, initially their first language was different from, from yours. And what you find is that sometimes some of the things they say that you state, and almost you take for granted, actually the other person is not understanding them. They don't understand them, and some of them may also come across as offensive. And you know, what you take for granted or what one takes for granted is quite relative to um, our ability to uh, you know, only focus on our own point of view. Right? We're biased by our own personal experiences, we're biased by our own personal um, perspectives, my own personal professional education. Right? When it comes to, to business change, it's very costly. Having a team, um, um, a technology team, that is unable to account for differences in the audience that they're relating to, there might be geographical differences, people from different countries, cultural uh, so different languages, cultural differences. Maybe the same language but different cultural nuances. Think about North America and UK and Australia, for example. Or you also also have people that have. Um, Different functional expertise: finance folks, IT folks, um, or sales for example. Now, um, or you can—you might have also a mix of all of these components. Yeah, you might have someone based in Australia as a, a technology expert, and someone based in uh, in in um, in, um, in in North um, in North America. They still utilize the same tool, but the tool they, may, they might be sitting in the in the um, sales department, right? And they need to be trained on the same set of skills. Now, why is that? Why is that important? That is important because that's actually the difference between the designing and developing a technology that's fit for purpose. And the fact that it's fit for purpose is actually down to uh, your ability to express, communicate to the business. Uh, the value of the technology, train them in a way that they feel confident that they can run with it, and ensure there is full utilization of that technology. And this spans across all sorts of different projects, and uh, more and more research has been done by Prosci through different religious you know, studies that actually connects the payback period, which is the ability of a return on cash investment, to your business ability to utilize the technology. There are different components to utilisation. One of them is the proficiency, so how people use it, uh, how many people use it, which is ultimately utilisation, and um, and how proficient they are, so how well they can use it. It isn't. It is so fundamental, and this is um, um, a recurring problem that I see in many projects across industries facing. Uh, um, I believe this is a very strong case for. Um, allowing your team, your your project team, your technology team to develop those core change skills that will benefit the entirety of your business.